0: Soit gentil, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, questions surrounding Father's Day. How are you doing today?
1: Um, I'm fine, thank you, and you? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good.
0: Um, so I guess we'll get started. Um, where were you born, and where did you grow up?
1: Well, I was born in a crossfire hurricane. No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was born in the... Um, in Normandy, uh, <laughs> on the hill uh, above the city of Rouen, place named Mont Saint Aignan, which is also the, where the university uh, Rouen uh, is. But uh, me being born, there's nothing to do with the university, simply because the 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 hospital, uh, which doesn't exist anymore, uh, was located at the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you grow up there.
1: I grew up uh, in the same area. Yeah, I didn't grow up in Mont Saint Aignan. I grew up in uh, about, far, let's say, seven kilometers uh, from, on the on the valley called uh, of a river called the Caill, and a place uh, named Maloney, which is about twelve kilometers on the suburb of Rouen. But you know, the far suburb. It it was countryside on on uh, every side. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember growing up, sometimes you would tell stories about how you would go get fresh milk in the morning.
1: Oh, that's a different place. That uh, That's where my father lived. My parents were divorced when I was uh, very young. And uh, later on, my father had a house built in the countryside in a place that didn't even have uh, a grocery store. Uh, but we would go to the farm to, to collect the fresh milk uh, from the farm with a little cream or on top of it. That, that was delicious.
0: <laughs> so no one else got the cream if you went to get milk.
1: Uh, yeah, there was not much uh, cream left when we arrived at the house. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you grew up in the same culture as the ones your parents grew up in. Uh,
1: I grew up in the same area that my parents were um uh, uh, Raised, you know, and 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 grew up. Uh, in fact, it's two places that are about five kilometers apart for them, and um, but I would not exactly same the same culture for the simple reason that my parents were born before World War II, and they were children, young children during the war, and of course this was a very different cultural background than. When I was a child in the 60s and 70s, then it's same place, but probably a different cultural context, you know, for them growing up during the war.
0: Mm -hmm. And so when was the first time that you left France?
1: Well, the first time i left france if i recall properly it was in 6th grade because the english teacher of the middle school i was in uh, had organized a 3 day trip to london then it was uh, it was quite an experience you know just getting on the train and then getting on the boat uh, the bus going to London three days was a very short trip, but enough to be immersed in the in the language. Uh, the food too was kind of a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> who puts who puts uh, uh, sweet mint sauce uh, with chicken? You know who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> and the peas, the peas, they were so hard. You know, you you could uh, use them as ball bearings. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so the first time you really left France was when you were little. Did you did that kind of give you this desire to continue to travel?
1: I think a uh, desire of traveling even before that that uh, short experience, because I was always interested what uh, by what was behind I remember growing up you know we had the, uh, we had like a, a mound that was uh, man-made uh, where the train passed you know from the windows from the the, the, the windows from of the apartment we could see the mound. And the train going, you know, the uh, going on the tracks, and, and uh, in the 60s there was still uh, a steam engine, then with the, the 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 smoke going from the the stack uh, on the train, and then they were electric trains. Then this kind of uh, mount, you know, kind of block the uh, the horizon on the west and you know the idea of going uh, going to see what's behind I remember it was quite an adventure when I was a child just going to the to the town of Rouen you know there was a big event we, we put the shiny shoes and uh, just to go for, <laughs> for shopping and uh, i, I know, uh, you know on bicycle you no know, going to the to the roads in the countryside and uh, exploring you know, what what was uh, outside of the the limit, uh, always being a, an interest. And uh, in the 60s, I also remember another adventure that was the, the conquest of the moon and that I followed with my grandfather. Then always kind of being interesting and in what's going uh, uh, further away.
0: Mm-hmm. So when was the first time you really like left home on a very long trip?
1: I uh, had uh, two adventures, one in France that so was quite interesting. Uh, my brother and I, we went from Normandy uh, to south of Brittany to the island of uh, Noirmoutier on mm-hmm. mopeds. And uh, <laughs> you know, like, can imagine what an adventure that was. Of course, they yeah. were not brand new mopeds. And uh it was quite an adventure. It took us several days because we were camping and exploring and uh that was quite an adventure, you know, the just doing that. I remember going to the Mont Saint Michel and uh getting half lost in the in the swamps surrounding the Mont Saint Michel. <laughs> That was, uh, that was an adventure, but that, that was uh, very pleasant at the, the same time. And a challenge, of course, because y- you had to think about uh, know, how you're going to make it you- uh, yourself, find a place to sleep, uh, find food if you have a problem with the moped, which we had, you know, how to fix it. And uh, and we were teenagers, 16, something like that. And the other a big... First big adventure was going to Greece uh, I decided uh, on my last year of high school you know, before the, the baccalaureate, the high school diploma that I would go on a trip to celebrate and uh, I tried to recruit some buddies but you know nobody was uh, finally <laughs> accompanied me then I went by myself you know I uh, and I hitchhiked from uh, Normandy, France to 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 Greece, and that in itself was quite an adventure. You know, I just remember mm-hmm. going on on the other side of the bridge of the River Seine in Rouen, and you know, I was heading to to Greece. Took me three days. In fact, I went faster than the train, but I was on the road <laughs> days and night, and uh, with all kind of adventure that happened at the time and. Um, but I managed to do it, and then I toured Greece a little bit. Uh, went to Corfu, Athens, and then I took the boat to go to the the island of uh, Crete, and uh, on a shoestring budget, you know, and, and didn't even have a, a tent. Uh I slept, I remember once, across the uh, northern part of Greece, which is mountainous and uh, I arrived, it was already late in the evening, probably uh, in the night, and, and I just, I was exhausted and uh, uh, I had slept in the back of the pickup truck that picked me up and then they arrived at the, the place they were going. Then they dropped me and uh, I, I just fell asleep. And in the morning, I woke up and I was in the middle of a roundabout <laughs> outside the town. <laughs> quite surprised.
0: I'm sure there must have been people who drove past you in the morning who are like, Who is this?
1: <laughs> yes, probably. But nobody bothered, you know. And, um, and then I went on, you know. That, that, but that, that was quite some fun, yeah.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, We've been to a lot of countries uh, due to the way that I, I grew up, but is there still one country that you want to visit that is like on your bucket list?
1: Yeah, that there's two countries that uh, are probably interesting to, to visit. I'm not sure I would like them, but uh, there's India and China, which pr- probably uh, be uh, interesting, even if these countries are evolving fast. Um, there's a country that th- I think it should be uh, beautiful and interesting. It's New Zealand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: New Zealand is probably uh, you know, it's the furthest away you can imagine, beside Antarctica, uh, <laughs> which doesn't have much people. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. Uh, but uh, the, all the pictures, uh, there's not too many people, and uh, they're probably friendly. And um, and uh, and of course, there's the the tropical islands that you, you would like to see. You know, Bora Bora, um, Haiti. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the places in the Pacific Ocean and uh, and some in the Caribbean that are probably uh, beautiful places to to visit. There's one thing I think is a fascinating trip that probably won't be able to to make it. It's to to go on a rocket. And see the the Earth. That might be uh, quite a, an experience. Just to see the the the, the world we live on uh, from space. I guess this is probably quite an adventure. Uh, of course you don't have to be claustrophobic because apparently <laughs> the space the, uh you have in the vehicle is very limited that that mm-hmm. would be uh, the downside of the this trip but just seeing the earth you know from the space it might be magnificent
0: Mhm so and that sounds like that's something that has kind of that caught your attention when you were really little cuz you said that you followed the space race with your grandfather so I'm sure that's kind of part of it is seeing it like the astronaut saw it when you were a kid.
1: Probably, yeah. Probably, uh, yeah. And, you know, seeing this picture of the curvature of the Earth, you know, uh, from the space, that might be uh, quite a view.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So out of all the places that you have been to, either visited or lived, is there a place that you would want to settle down in and why would that be? And also, in this hypothetical, money is not a problem. So you could, li- it could be wherever you want.
1: <laughs> I, there's a place that I've visited a couple of times uh, in the southwest of France. In fact, it's not a place that uh, I've known from childhood. I, I went to uh, that po- place. Part with uh, you and your brother. Mm -hmm. Uh, We started with Perigord, but went even uh, further. That's the area uh, of France where they have the Lascaux caves and and a lot of uh, prehistorical sites. But I went even further south to. to the Pays Basque uh, and uh, it's on the, the Atlantic uh, at the border with Spain and I love this place because there's the, the sea there's the mountain uh, people are pretty fl- friendly there's no big cities in, in the area um, then the, the access is kind of limited but people seem to be friendly and uh, that'd probably be a nice place to, to settle
0: yeah, and it's and it's not really too, too far from any of the bigger cities. It's not like in the States where if you are kind of in the middle of nowhere, it's going to be a five hour drive to the nearest city. That area is still kind of close to other bigger towns.
1: Yeah, that's the thing with the U.S. It's so big. There's beautiful places, you know, I love Colorado, uh, northern New Mexico, um, uh, uh, South Carolina. But you either have the sea or the mountain. And if you want to go to a a city, there's long drives. Um, Not so much in other places like uh, Europe or Japan where uh, the distance are much less. Mm -hmm. That's for true, yeah.
0: So you would like being in the Baybus Best because, well, also the thing that's pretty cool there is that you're not too far, like you said, from Spain. So if you wanted mm-hmm. to go to Spain or if you wanted to go more towards Marseille or even Italy, it's not too far.
1: No, Italy is a little further because it's on the other side of, the, of France, you know, going from southwest to southeast. But mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, from this area, the biggest... City would be San Sebastian in Spain, you know, because the the Bordeaux, but Bordeaux is further than San Sebastian.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus, there's good wine there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty good wine. Yes, that's for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um. So this is a a question that it, it might be strange in a way because we don't really think about it all the time, but. What's something that you miss a lot when you aren't in your home country? So when you're not in France, what are things that you miss? And it could be actual items, but it could also be a more like ephemeral thing
1: well that's that's for me, it's a strange question because now home place it's it's hard to define because I left Normandy where I grew up uh, when I was 20. Mm-hmm. Then I lived in southern, southeastern France in Provence for seven years. And then I lived in Louisiana for 10 years. Then, the, you know, the thing from Normandy now, it's 40 years that I left Normandy. Then if if you call it home, for me, it's, it's so distant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, probably... You know, the thing you miss is the, the thing that you have been acquainted to different places you, you lived in. When when you have lived uh, like a Bohemian, like, like I have done for my life, then there's th- things you miss from this area or, or the people you were with in this other area. For example, uh, when I lived in Provence, I was very often in the Alps. And when I moved to Louisiana... I missed, you know, the the activities I was doing in the mountains. Um, mm-hmm. When we left Louisiana, uh, what we missed was probably the the, the warmth of the people, uh, the, the the easygoing ways, the constant access to music festival. That uh, in a very casual way, you just walk in festival and you could listen to some good music. Yeah. There are things that I've really liked in Japan uh, that I've missed when I moved out of Japan. It's a little bit uh, from different places, you know, because there's not really one place now that I, c- I call home. I, I I can't call Normandy home because I have no plan of going back to, to Normandy or to live in Normandy. Um, in fact, I haven't been there for many, many years. Um, mm-hmm. Then it's more like things that I've lived in different places that eventually I miss, uh, than really m- missing a, a, you know, a, a hometown or because it doesn't mean much to me now because my life has exposed me to living in different places.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, is, but then the question I would have then is there is there something from France that you do miss it could be like food or it could be something to do with culture but because that, that was your original country uh, that you were born in is is there something that sometimes you think about and you're like oh I do miss that but not that you would necessarily want to go back
1: oh uh... Yeah, like friends, you know, when when you move to to another place, there's the relation you had with French when we lived in uh, France, with you live in one place, that uh, cut off or, or you know or evolve differently. Um, food, of course, <laughs> we would not miss French food, but um, it's not really the most important. What I liked in France is that you could go from one place to another with a different setting different food um, in a in fairly short distance you can be on the atlantic and then be in the alps in, in very short time uh, if you go to the old mountains of massif central it's it's different because it's more rounded mountains uh, climate is pleasant um, yeah, it's things yeah, yeah, uh friendship, yeah, definitely. Uh mm-hmm. the the family relation with the family change because simply with you you you're not with the people then the, the relation becomes more and more distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um and I, so I th- we- Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Another thing that I missed, uh, if, you, if you talk about you know the feeling of missing something, is that we are two beautiful, great children. And uh, and then we had the life together, and then since we lived abroad for a long time, uh, something that I really miss, and I know your mother missed too, was you and your brother. You know, when you had to go to study uh, abroad, and uh, unfortunately, at the same time, your brother had to go to a, a boarding school to complete high school, and then suddenly our life changed because we had this uh, this house with the children the friend of the children that were passing by and we had this moment together uh, either during a, a meal or we were playing something and all the laughs and all, you know the all the noises like uh, uh, an aviary uh, having birds and then suddenly it was very quiet <laughs> because mm-hmm. <laughs> you were going on, on with your life and it's it's expected you know and but you both at the same time you and your brother left and then we simply missed this uh this life that we had together that's for sure
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i i know i know it was hard um i actually i remember when i was applying to colleges i was looking at places that were in europe but unfortunately what i was looking for I was looking for something that will allow me to study theater in general, but a lot of what I was finding was basically like just acting programs. And as much as I liked acting, I knew that I wanted to do something that was more general for theater. And I could only really find that in the States. Like there were some places in Canada and there were one or two places in England, but again, they mostly focused on the acting side and not really on everything else and mm-hmm. so it kind of became a thing where it was if you want to do this you really have to go to the states um well,
1: I'm, I'm not blaming you uh for you know uh going to college oh, no, I know. because i know i know you were very happy with uh, what uh, you were doing and you did great you know and uh <laughs> And I I can't wait to see the, the uh, next adaptation of Alice, <laughs> and, and <Wanda>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, it, it's just life, you know. And uh, and uh, just uh, now blaming you or your brother uh, f- for uh, gone with your your life. It's simply no. You were talking about same th- things that we missed. Okay, from the country, but it's also, you know, when you have friendship, like another thing, uh, uh, when we were in Nigeria, we could not do uh, many things, but we had friend buddies, uh, we could play a a card game together. And of course, when we moved, we didn't have the the same opportunity. Of course, we missed playing cards with the friends, you know. Uh, But uh, that's just how... Things are when when you move, your know, life change. Uh, uh, you have new opportunities uh, and uh, simply to adapt. Yeah. Mhm.
0: Um, so, what would you say for yourself is the hardest thing to adjust to when you move to a new country? And I'm sure that changes with different countries. But what were things that were hard to adjust to or try and like figure out? I know, for example, like when we moved to Japan, at least for me, the hardest thing was just trying to understand, like, because we didn't do the language training that mom did, and you actually did some language training too. But I know for Guillaume and I, just trying to communicate was difficult at the beginning. And once we started learning, it helped a lot. But that for me, I remember when we moved to Japan was probably the hardest thing to adjust to.
1: Yeah, this, uh, language could be an issue. You know, when you go to a country like Korea or Japan, uh, even if you have, you know, like limited training, it's uh, pretty sure, pretty uh, fast, you, you reach a limit in the, what you can uh, express. Uh, yeah, language can can be a, an issue. Uh, Access to things you take for granted or things that you have to do when you're uh, um, in a foreign country. Then you have to find a a new hairdresser, a new dentist. (laughs) That could be a challenge, but, uh, you know, it happens, you know. Yeah. uh, sometime it's the climate you know you go from a, a place like I remember Korea was very cold and dry in the in the winter and hot and humid in the summer and the transition was uh, quite short then the I remember when we arrived in in Korea just the heat, in the city on top of it uh, and the humidity was uh, <laughs> was hard to, to adjust um, some of the places is uh, you know access or or um, uh, places have to, you have to be careful which wh- where you go because there's uh, security or safety issues uh, in Guatemala we had great time in Guatemala but for sure we had to pay attention uh, where we were going some other countries not so much mm-hmm. um, like in Japan you know you never feel threatened in, in Japan uh, and uh, neither in, in Korea Um then it it depends on the country you're in. Um, people, as places where people are very friendly, but I know your brother recently had an experience going to a country where people are not very communicative. That could be a challenge. I don't remember necessarily, besides the, the, the problem with the language, but... Uh, um, necessarily having trouble uh with the people like i would say japanese you know they're 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 not very communicating uh but you can manage to uh, to live and and you have you have to adapt you know that's for sure
0: yeah i think the thing with japan is it wasn't lack of friendliness it was more just people are very busy and also there's an understanding that there is going to be a communication barrier but whenever I would stop people to ask for help people were more than happy to help me but they just Mm they just it was it was not an unwillingness to help help it was more I don't know how I'm going to be able to communicate with you if you do need help
1: yeah yeah certainly Mm -hmm.
0: um and so for yourself I know both you and mom, you're very strong about co-parenting. Um, but what was it like bringing up children in countries that were different than the ones that you grew up in?
1: Okay, well, uh, we started to live, uh, when, you know, to live abroad, or what you would call abroad abroad. Uh, when you were fairly young you know you when we moved out of louisiana we spent one year in washington dc and you went to kindergarten your brother was still in uh, in daycare and um and then we moved to korea i th- uh, think the that you know this situation makes a very close knit family Mm-hmm. because uh but because we we have ourselves you know that uh, we can uh, uh, you're not going at least at the beginning, with the people in the neighborhood because you don't have relation in the neighborhood, uh, barriers of language, then it's a fairly close-knit family and and it was like that for many years. Sometimes the challenge is um, uh, school you know the, you have to to find the proper school which at some places like washington dc <laughs> could be a challenge <laughs> mm-hmm. amazingly enough um uh and, and the thing is that you have to um to readapt every 2 3 years then you know when you've done it a couple of times, uh, it's you know the process but uh, at the same time, you have to find a new place to live, uh, uh, new school, uh, uh, new ways to do shopping, etc., uh, etc. Et then uh, the, cha- the challenge of raising children uh, abroad. Sometimes it's not harder than uh, raising children in, the, in your proper neighborhood, where you have to no pay attention to other things like uh, um violence uh in the US there's a certain amount of violence the weapons etc that y- you have to pay uh, attention it's not the case in Japan for example or Korea mm-hmm. you see mm-hmm. then um uh, you have to pay attention to that in Guatemala, for example. You have to be sure that when your child is going to a friend in a neighborhood or some places, you, you be sure that they go safely. You know that that you have to pay attention. Um, and school, for your case, you went to probably the best school we we could find. You probably went to better school that uh, you, you would have if we had stayed in uh, where we were in Louisiana. Then it was uh, quite an experience. And also doing extracurricular activity in Japan when you can safely take four trains to come back home and never been bothered—that's a wonderful experience.
0: Yeah, I I always look back on my time in Japan very fondly because I felt like it gave me a chance to be independent mm-hmm. um, while also being safe. Um, and I always appreciated that. It was something that when we moved back, when we moved to France for my last two years of high school... I think that was probably the time that I had the most culture shock. I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I really had culture shock before then, or if it was, it was kind of minor. It was always like, we're on a new adventure. Whereas I think moving from Japan to France was a little bit more um, shocking because in Japan it had been so safe and a lot of things were very timely And everything was interconnected. Whereas when we moved to France, it was like, well, you have to take the school bus. If you take public transportation, you have to be careful. Um, You need to watch out for yourself. Not that you're in constant danger, but I was a young woman living in Paris. Any big city kind of has inherent danger for uh, younger women or women in general. So I think that was something that was shocking it was the first time that I really felt that, where it was like, oh, I'm in a different country. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think before it always felt like, I'm on an adventure, even if it's in a different country. Whereas moving from Japan to France, it was like, I'm in a completely different culture that just does not work the
1: same. Yeah, also maybe the fact that uh, France being the the country of origin of your father, you were expecting it to be... uh, easier and, and uh, you had to, to pay attention. I don't know about the uh, train being on time. There was a surprise to me, too, because when I left France uh, in the late 80s, trains were on time. <laughs> 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 then when we came back to France, not so much. There was quite a surprise for me, too. Uh, you know, I was more used to train being like in Japan, you know, uh, on the dot but um yeah y- y- you you th- that's definitely a thing that you have to do when uh you you raise children i think you you have to do it I- even if you don't um move abroad but it's give them autonomy and uh ability to be independent uh it it's Im- yeah it's important i think and uh I think we did quite well for, uh, for your brother and you, uh, in in giving you the ability to take care of yourself, uh, adapt to a new environment, not taking a new environment for from something necessary hostile, but something that needs to be understood, and uh, and adapt. You know, when I say adapt, is that you want necessary when you leave abroad, you want necessary. Become like the people you're meeting abroad, but you can find a way to live with them, you know, Mm -hmm. that uh, uh, in a certain harmony, uh, meaning that it's not conflictual. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I think it's important because you're not going to change, you know, the the people who are abroad. Yourself, there's part of yourselves that, that won't necessarily change, but there's this flexibility. Uh, that you can adapt to to a, a, a way of living with people in in, in different uh, environment that is not conflictual, mm-hmm. and and if possible, uh, rewarding for for each of the people involved, and um, I think that putting em- emerging you and us in this situation where we had to adapt that not necessarily becoming the other but finding a way to live with the other i think was a great experience
0: i i know for me i definitely appreciate it it's something that i do think about if not every day i definitely it pops up in my mind a lot and um I'm just getting towards the last question. Um, You kind of touched on something that is important to you is raising us with a sense of independence, but were there any ideals or beliefs or values from your home culture? So from growing up in France um, that you try to share with us. So things that might be considered more French compared to American um, that you thought were was really important for both my brother and I to have?
1: Um, I, I put a little correction to this because it was not necessarily th- the French thing. You know, because I've accumulated Your experience before you were born, uh, your brother and you. Uh, I've accumulated experience first living in two different places in France. It was quite a different experience because I grew up in Normandy with my family. And then I moved on the other side of France, southwestern France, Provence, uh, living by myself and friends uh, in a a different environment. a different lifestyle because I wasn't living with my family but by myself. Um, I was a student in Normandy, you no know, elementary school, high school, and I was a teacher in southern France. Then it's different. Um, it's a different experience. And then I, m- I lived in, uh, also I lived in Louisiana. Then it's accumulated experience more like the French experience that I, I gave you maybe things from France like uh, having meal with the family you know, yeah, mm-hmm. when you when you have a meal let's say everybody uh, is together and you you have the you share the meal um, compared to things I've seen in the US you know people everybody grab something and uh, uh, that's different um, there's one thing that I did uh, you know uh, from what I grew up in France, I had a family, like I said, my parents were divorced and then uh, more more difficulties with the family, with the you know, uh, uh, father-in-law and stuff like that. That's the thing I didn't want to, I, I wanted to prevent you <laughs> from living through <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I didn't want uh, you to be raised in a, a uh, conflictual family situation and I, I think that uh, I managed to, to do that for most of the part, of course nobody's perfect <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that from from what I've grown up but it's not necessarily French it's simply but my family was like that and I didn't want to, to repeat the situation with my own children um, yeah um, Let's see those things I've shared with you. You know the, the the your love of theater. I remember that I was participating in amateur theater, and you came to see the shows in in the school. You know, maybe that gave you a, a little test. I remember your brother uh, t- teaching your brother to ski, and uh, now he's a ski instructor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who would have guessed? You know. Um, then it's sharing the experience and not necessarily the French thing. You know, like I said earlier, it's a, uh, for me, it's so diffuse, diffu- diffuse, diffuse. I don't know if the work would work uh, in English, but, you know, I've spent so much time out of my culture of origin or my environment of origin that now it's not necessarily this that I transmit because I've accumulated other experience mm-hmm. um, you see then um, it's not necessarily the French thing uh, it's uh, more um, life experience that I tried to communicate to you and of course like you mentioned uh, we, we shared a lot with your mother in the the way we, we would raise you. That's co-parenting. Yes, I changed the diapers. I gave you the bottle. <laughs> uh, we put you to nap or, or you put me to nap, I would say. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, a lot of
0: uh, well-known stories in the family where you would take naps and I would just be awake.
1: <laughs> just uh, you looked over me. And uh, uh, but there's also, um, you know, I mentioned that I was a teacher and that's. Also an experience, I remember that um, I I would drive you to school, but not Mm -hmm. drop you at school because I would also teach at the same school. Uh, That happened in Korea, that happened in Japan, you know, I even was uh, your first grade teacher. And that, that was an interesting experience, you know, to... Because we were close, you know, I wasn't a distant father doing some you know, some job that uh, takes a lot of time. But I spent a lot of time with you because, you know, we were having breakfast together and then going to the school and then spending the day at school, then coming back home. Sometimes your mother wasn't uh, uh, back from school. Then we, we, had to, we did a lot of things together, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then sharing that was uh, was a very enriching experience. I think both sides, for you and for me. Uh, to I remember when I was your your teacher with this special relation that during because you were you were one of my students during class time. You were one of the student, And then we would be together, father, daughter, and, and son relation. And uh, that was a very enriching experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't change the way I grew up for anything. It's actually really funny because sometimes I'll get into talks with my friends who they grew up in the same place their whole lives and they're like, oh, well, is there something you would change or anything you would do different? I'm like, honestly, no, because this is all I know. This is how I grew up. This is what I know to be normal. Like, I don't see growing up in the same place as normal for me because that's just not the experience I had. I don't think it's not normal for you. I just think for myself, it's not normal.
1: Yes, yes. Because but that's it...
0: not the experience I had
1: but it's uh, it's sometimes difficult to explain that to people who are sedentary because the 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 way they live is uh, you know to be in the same place to have relation with the same people kind of doing the same thing at the same time When for us, after two, three years, uh, we enjoyed to move to another place and have new experiences. Uh, I remember uh, many, many years ago I would go back to France uh, on vacation and have conversation with the sedentary people and say, oh, that's quite fun, you know, doing that. I would do it on vacation, but I could not live like you. And I thought, I said, yeah, but I would not stay 15, 20 years in the same place and you know, that's simply a different way of uh, of living and mm-hmm. um, it, it's a different experience and like you said because you have lived this way and enjoyed it you know if you have not enjoyed it you you would not uh, look for it but uh, you have lived this way and and learned to to appreciate the experience and and you're comfortable with it
0: hmm yeah well thank you thank you so much for answering these questions and uh,
1: you're welcome and coming
0: today this was really fun
1: we oui. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun <laughs>
0: well, as, y- thank as you usual again. with you yes i do try and have fun <laughs> Well, thank you so much and happy Father's Day.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, Happy uh, uh, daughter of the Father's Day to you too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All righty then. Bye.
1: Bisous, bisous.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, If you want to find us, we are on Twitter at Passport, N-E-C-E-S-S-1. We are also on YouTube and you can find us anywhere where fine podcasts can be found um, through Anchor. That is our main platform, but you can also find us through Spotify, Apple Music, etc. cetera. Um, please feel free to leave us a comment, a review. We definitely appreciate those. They make us really happy uh, to see them and feel free to um, send us questions via Twitter or any of the uh, formats that we're on we have some really exciting episodes lined up in the future um and hopefully we will have a facebook group that will be up and running soon uh where you can absolutely chat with other people who listen to the podcast or even ask us questions uh so thank you so much again for listening and we can't wait to see you next time bye